Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Czar and it's time for the Chris Czar Podcast for Monday, January 24th, 2022. And I'm just checking in on you. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'm sure if you are a football fan, you're happy. If you are a Euphoria fan, you're happy and... That has got to be the whole spectrum of people, right? (laughs) People who watch people and people who don't and people who don't watch Euphoria. Correct? Correct. (laughs) Yeah. um, Not going to start off with the NFL just yet, even though I have some exciting things to, to share with you on that. But uh, Euphoria... Yeah, that's a show. <laughs> that's a a show where um, people in their late twenties and thirties are role playing themselves as people in high school, and not just ordinary people in high school, but people in high school who are doing things that no high schooler would ever do (laughs) at least like i don't know maybe like no high schooler that i know no high schooler that was in my school districts because i don't think any high schooler where i'm from for example i even knew what fentanyl was (laughs) um let alone a person who could get uh, 10k worth of some type of white powder drug and to be fronted it and to have it flipped and uh, to have that going on while there's a a secret sex tape <laughs> that apparently is floating around and while I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to give it all away, but <laughs> I just feel like when I watch Euphoria, there's no part of me which thinks to myself, this is practical. <laughs> it's, um, but it is really well shot. If you haven't picked it up yet, the film and cinematography in it is, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's next level. That's for sure. And it's executively produced by Drake, Future, and Zendaya. So, you know, it's got some, it's got some clout. <laughs> yeah. Um, but beyond the, the film and the color correcting that, they're, that they do on it, which makes it really, really elite. Uh, the people who are portraying the range of characters... They sell you good, man. They sell you good. They make you feel things. And they set you up for twists that you uh, otherwise wouldn't have seen coming. So, if you thought, oh, this bro is going to be bashing the show, the answer is no. (laughs) No, I'm not. It's uh, just not something I'm going to commit myself to watching every week. That being said, I don't even watch the NFL every week. And that includes this week. This week, I was that dude. 
<laughs> my eyes didn't see a minute of football, but they did see an episode of Euphoria. And what does that make me? I think that makes me woke. <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but I don't know. It, it might. Um, and the football that I saw, or didn't see, rather, was experienced thanks to uh, the internet. And thanks to Google, I could uh, have another go as I was enjoying my day early on in the day because I had a wonderful fucking Sunday. And as I was doing my work in the second half of my Sunday, I could go to the old Google in like a 1929 ticker tape uh, radio. <laughs> Uh, operator, I could see, hey, wow, this is the time that's in the game, this is the score that's in the game, and look what's happened recently, and uh, just what a time to be alive, you heard me say this before, Um, and some of you might be anticipating, yo, Czar, how about them bills, and I say to you, fuck, (laughs) why do I do this to myself? I could have picked any franchise after the Chargers left. And for some reason, for some reason, I picked the franchise. (laughs) That You know what? No, I'm not going to lament. Bills had a great fucking season. Bills played a great fucking game. And they did the thing at the end, which I fucking hate, which is prevent defense. And I understand. You're playing against the Chiefs. A lot of high firepower, but gotta bring pressure. <laughs> you gotta bring pressure, and uh, and you can't give too much room, even if there's fucking 13, 12, 8 seconds left in the game. But what are you gonna do? I'm not a professional athlete, so <laughs> what do I know? Uh, but congrats to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are an excellent football team. Uh, I think I might have counted them out based on the early season performance that the team had. And if there was an attitude adjustment that they needed to make after losing in last year's Super Bowl, um, it certainly, if it, I mean, Beyond the attitude, if it was some other adjustment that they had to make to their scheme, whatever it was that they had to do, it looks like they're doing it because uh, the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders. So congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, even though we're not going to get the game that America deserved, (laughs) we are going to get the nasty Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs playing for the AFC title game and that that is not as good of a story but a good one nonetheless <laughs> yeah I mean Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow two of the most uh, likable and uh, fanable quarterbacks in the league and uh 
Going to have another exciting game at Arrowhead Stadium. They're going to turn out huge like they have been uh, since the Chiefs got good. <laughs> and uh, we have that on one side of the aisle. And on the other side of the aisle, what do we have? Well, those those L.A. Rams came out with a dub, didn't they? Look at that. <laughs> Did not go perfect in my picks this weekend because, I mean, yeah, the Bills were a heartbreak, that's for sure. But fortunately, I had nothing to lose because the fucking Packers, the one that I thought was a fucking lock, couldn't bring it home. And I don't know if there's some type of juju going on over there in Green Bay, Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers land, but... Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, you know, this is what makes special teams special. <laughs> right? I think every... Oh, no, no. Three of the games this year were decided by a field goal. Um, the Chiefs had a field goal that put the game in overtime. So, obviously, their kicking unit. Very important. But the Packers. The Packers special teams, man. Let the Packers down. I mean, but also, fucking A. You're the Packers. You're supposed to be scoring, you know, more than a touchdown or two. I called your offense America's military. And you played more like Mexico's Air Force. Non-existent. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it is existent. I'm not sure. But... (laughs) Um, hats off to the 49ers my my NorCal Bay Area friends have got to be happy about that one I I didn't give them a chance I mean they're not seated very high it seems like they barely got into the playoffs and somehow some way put together a couple of dubs and um, and here we are with the, uh, with a, a California, yeah, that's a that's a California title game right there, the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers going head to head in a matchup that I think is going to be one sided, <laughs> but that's what I thought about the Packers. So, um, <laughs> I guess we shall wait and see. Uh, I'll give you my picks when I drop in again to see you on Thursday. Uh, but um, football aside and euphoria aside, I got some. I got some events I'm looking forward to going to. Didn't have any events last year that I was really excited about going to. You know, no tickets purchased. And the year before that, of course, wasn't allowed to go anywhere. So (laughs) uh, to have these things coming up on my radar, I'm pretty fired up about. Uh, Number one, it's a a music event. The artist is Into, N-T-O. And uh, for those of you that don't know them, I'm not going to tell you about them anymore because I want them to be (laughs) low-key. Obviously, I want them to do well financially, but 
the less people know about how awesome they are, uh, the cooler it is for me to like them. <laughs> so uh, I'll leave that at that. And the next thing is uh, Sam Marill. Yeah, baby. My favorite... <laughs> my favorite coarse, brash, and a little bit dark New York Jew. Oh, yes, sir. He's coming out to La Jolla here in November. November. <laughs> Next month. Why did I say November? Jesus Christ. Um... At the La Jolla Comedy Store. And I am fucking fired up. Uh, one, to support the guy. Because I've seen a lot of his free stuff. I've never given him a dollar. And his work is amazing. So, to be like, hey, man. You're in town. Gonna get some tickets. Because you're awesome. Thank you. That's how I support the people that... I'm a fan of, and uh, and it's a great time too. It's Friday night. It's his second show, the 9:30 slot. Which man, I guess I just realized this. That's gonna be late for him because he's a New Yorker. He's from the East Coast. Damn. So he might be a little tired, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I thought to myself. If I got the 7 o'clock show, then uh, Sammy Boy, he's not going to be that loaded. (laughs) And he's one of those comics who uh, uh, is of the drinking variety. We'll just put it that way. So, hoping to see him a little loose. You know, maybe a little warm up from the first show. A little fun for the first show. And uh, you know, get a feel for what kind of crowd he's got and some material that he has. And see the best of what that boy has to bring. Because uh, he's a dude that can bring it. Um, is he a dude that can bring it like Richard Pryor? The answer to that is no, no, he's not black. <laughs> As I mentioned, he's a New York Jew. But... Um, he is brilliant, man. And, uh, really looking forward to seeing it. And why did I bring up Richard Pryor? And that's because your boy's been reading. And, um, you know, if, uh, you're a guy that reads and if you like to read things on comedy and if you ever come across a piece about Richard Pryor, then you might find out a thing or two. Like, for example... Richard Pryor once set himself on fire. (laughs) And if you're an older person, (laughs) you knew that already. (laughs) But if you're a person like me, uh, you're like, oh, fuck, Jay. (laughs) Uh, How's the person come around to doing that? Well, it begins by being raised in a whorehouse. (laughs) And if you're a person that's raised in a whorehouse, um, I don't think you ought to expect that you're going to come out um, like a real buttoned up vanilla individual. 
Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but from what I've heard, Richard Pryor is one of the all-time greats in comedy. Uh, I hear his name dropped a lot. Like when people talk about what helped bring comedy to greatness, Richard Pryor is one of the main key figures that gets dropped, and I never really understood why. And apparently, the reason why was um, was because he, like Carlin, had a, a really big pivot. And that pivot was to bring the world of comedy from uh, hacky, nice, um, <laughs> type of comedy to... Uh, something that was illuminating of the quote-unquote real world. Of, uh, in this case, of black America. Uh, of this case, of life that wasn't afraid to examine sex and examine drugs and examine rock and roll. No, not rock and roll. <laughs> I don't think he did too much of that, but that's the next natural phrase that comes there, right? (laughs) And uh, for a comedian to uh, be funny in a way that facilitated a really vulnerable and deep look at the things that are hard to look at, like race, sex, drugs... Um, Fuck, does a person have to be talented (laughs) to be able to do that and not just like get away with it, of course, but to be celebrated and to have such a prolific fan base as he had and to get away with the things that he did. (laughs) And I don't mean that in like a Bill Cosby sense, (laughs) which ironically enough, I guess at the same time, Bill Cosby was doing his thing, uh, but he was doing things that were very kind and innocent. And prior, prior obviously was not. <laughs> and then you fast forward, <laughs> you're like, "Wow, Cosby, <laughs> really, really uh, pulled the wool over our eyes on that one, eh?" You weren't making any sleepy drink jokes then, were you? Uh, maybe that's what he meant by pudding pops. <laughs> well, in any case, um, shouts out to you, Briar. Thanks for uh, breaking through on behalf of the rest of the comedians out here. So we can examine things and look at things and joke about things which otherwise uh, we would be silenced from from doing so thanks man really appreciate that uh, you're awesome um, oh you know there's this other thing I wanted to bring up male bonding <laughs> I know that's kind of a 90 but uh, fellas boys If there is nothing 
that you are currently doing with your group of lads uh, besides getting shit-faced you ought to create something to do and of course if you want to drink while doing it you definitely can Uh, but give yourself something to come together for and the reason why I say this is because one of my favorite things that uh, I've been a part of in the last few years, you know, through the pandemic, is this uh, movie night that I have, uh, or that not that I have, but that gets hosted uh, by a friend of mine out in the old Pacific Beach. And uh, if you can imagine, there's a townhome out there. Uh, The thing that you walk into is this, what do we call that? I was going to call it an arena, but (laughs) that's like an aggressive word. Uh, But you walk into a space that feels like it's got a loft in there. Um, And so when you walk in, there's this very spacious uh, floor plan with an incredibly large L-section sofa and a fireplace adjacent to it with a wall that's like 20 feet tall. And when you look up the wall, it's got this great art deco on there and these awesome lights. And you do a 90 degree and you have this wall that you're facing, which has a theater-sized TV. Well, not theater-sized, but very large. <laughs> very theater-esque TV. And that's on a wall that's sitting underneath the upper level. Now you can see a little uh, gate up there. And up there, there's a whole nother ensemble of like a kitchen, different living space, office space, etc. And so I'm painting you this picture because... Uh, What this dude has is a uniquely awesome home theater setup, essentially. Uh, Big enough for the likes of 8 to 12 of us to come in and uh, a different space from where we're going to watch the film to gather, shoot the shit, you know, just be a, a group of fellas. (laughs) talk a little bit of shit (laughs) Uh, rehash some old memories crack some jokes (laughs) have a drink or two catch up with one another a little bit of ribbon (laughs) a little bit of planning that type of thing and uh, and then once the whole ensemble is there heading down to the pit Getting into the arena. I'm just going to call it that. And uh, following the seating chart. (laughs) And uh, catching a great film. Uh, The film that we we caught last week was 8 Mile. And if you haven't seen 8 Mile, like if you've only seen the TV edited version uh, that appears on VH1 every once in a while for whatever fucking reason, if VH1 is even still around. Uh, you got to watch the raw film, man. 
Because that shit goes hard. It goes so fucking hard. Um, and I don't know too much about the overlap that 8 Mile has with, with Eminem. But uh, the movie was like... I could see if <laughs> Euphoria <laughs> took some notes. Because... <laughs> The, uh, the breaks and humor, um, the shock that you get at times, the fucking twists that happen in the movie are bananas. They're bananas. And there's a, a real feeling of grit to the film, which, of course, I really appreciate. You know, it, life isn't exactly a fairy tale. And... Uh, of course, movies that are produced by Hallmark or Disney aren't necessarily things to reject, right? We love a good Pixar film. <laughs> yes, we do. However, uh, to uh, get into a storyline of somebody that has next to no money, and to be living in a trailer park <laughs> and to had to come home to his mom because he was living on hard times and to be gifted a car by his mom that doesn't even fucking work <laughs> uh, to be working at a, a manufacturing plant while doing the climb and that climb's got failures, it's got shortcomings, it's got disbelief, stress, people who are going to betray you and people who won't betray you and help you up but not be able to see the whole thing through with you, for you. It hits home, man. It hits home quite a bit. And uh, when you have an experience like that, uh, and when you do it in a room full of fellas, <laughs> the fucking one-liners, man, <laughs> the one-liners, <laughs> like you don't want to necessarily like interrupt the film at all, <laughs> but the, the comedic timing from these boys, <laughs> absolutely impeccable. And, uh, and that's the type of thing that um, I think it's it's healthy for a man to experience and to have. So, if you don't have uh, something like that going on in your life, fellas, uh, start. Doesn't have to be a thing that you do every week, um, but it should be a thing that when it's done, it's done consistently on that particular day of the week because that certainly helps uh, we choose thursday night we that's not me <laughs> but uh the thursday night has been the consensus excellent night to do it for us maybe it's the same for you but have that be consistent with whenever it is that you do this thing it's going to be on this day and it's going to be around this time. 
Um, don't do too much voting, by the way. <laughs> like, if you are picking movies, whoever the dude that's picking the movies is the dude that picks the movies. <laughs> no voting, just unilateral. Like, this is what we're watching. And uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on that guy because you got to be picking some good-ass movies. You got to mix it up a little bit. Have some some slapstick in there, some some classics, some grit. Uh, but, you know, some of the best films to uh, to come around are um, a thing to behold. And if you haven't seen them, that is a good occasion to have that happen. I mean, it was my first time seeing eight mile proper which it might be you know a little bit of disbelief some people be like are you kidding me no (laughs) no no i'm uh i'm not kidding you and this isn't the first time that uh that's happened like the first time i watched shawshank redemption proper front to back was with these boys (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. I just, it feels like that, uh, film has an incredible way of helping life make sense. Even if you have to like extrapolate something from it. Um, even if there's something that's not at all relative to you or what's going on in your life to get a broader understanding of what could happen in the life. And what could a person do when that time comes up? I fuck with it. (laughs) I fuck with it really heavy. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, wow, buddy, you're uh, you're pretty mellow today. That's because I uh, I'm doing this podcast right after I did some. Uh, some breath work this morning. Led some for ZarYogaStudio.com, which, you know, I plug on the Yoga Zar podcast. That's the space for yoga that I do. Um, and I didn't hit the yim, and I didn't have my protein, and I haven't had the breakfast. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit more mellow. <laughs> maybe. Um, but this was fun. (laughs) This was fun. And, uh, if you have any suggestions, write in Christopher Zarr, ask your boy some questions. You know, ask me about fucking NFTs or what to do with your ex-girlfriend who is clearly crazy, but whose sex you miss. (laughs) <laughs> and everything in between. Uh, Christopher Czar, that's where you hit that at. Of course, the voice message is a good place to reach me too. Um, and I'll be back here to check in on you again on Thursday. And uh, I'll let you know who I'm picking in the uh, title games we have coming up this weekend. I love you. Take care. And enjoy your week, motherfuckers. See you soon. Peace.